Hey there, Submarine fans, it's Eric from the Subvet.com. You're listening to the Subvets 2023. Van Battle, Agent Missile for WSRC. Set up all missiles. Activate emergency action procedure for nuclear weapon release. In Southeast Asia, we call this type of thing bad karma. Who else reads books about submarines? My dad. Yeah. Have you ever seen a submarine movie? Oh my god. Operation Petticoat, Dot Boot, The Enemy Below, Run Silent, Run Deep, uh, Grey Lady Down. Oh, Yellow Submarine. Yellow Submarine, yes. Well, there's so many submarine movies. Sounds like a gold crew problem. Welcome back. I know it's been a while. Seems like, uh, it's almost like we've been it's on been patrol. A, it's been a few minutes. Yeah, I just got just got back. Yeah, I was on the uh, was on the um, uh, I don't know the uh, let's make up a boat. USS on, uh, Mustafish. The gate. The the Bill Gates. I was on the USS Bill Gates. <laughs> I don't even want to know Thank where that's might, going. He might he might even have his own boat. Who knows. <laughs> <laughs> Very well could. Yeah. So Eric's been under the weather and having some uh, having some issues with his knee surgeries and recovering from twelve surgeries, but he's back. Yeah, just twelve after twelve surgeries and and then well you know this last knee it's still not cooperating. You know sometimes you just gotta st- step back and just focus on yourself a little bit. So had a lot of atrophy, so I've had to. Uh, do a lot of recovery just to get things going because when you're sitting around for well it was like a year and a half that i i was uh what do you call it sedentary and you just lose a lot of muscle tone getting Mm. cramps all the time so just had to hit the gym and working out some light weights and getting getting back on things so uh uh, they're talking about maybe having to go back in on the top, there's like a defect on the incision. Looks like I get a scan tomorrow to see. I got like a little lizard looking thing. I, I should take a picture. Maybe we could put it. I'll take a picture of it. You could put it up on the video. It's like a, it looks like a little alien, like on the top of my knee, a little bulge. It sticks out that far. So I've been waiting for that thing to pop out because it, t- it felt like a tearing sensation. I'm like, uh oh, it's coming out. It's going to get me. Oh so, you boy. know, I've got the end of the world. Can't 90 wait to see seconds. That. 90 seconds to midnight, you know, I saw your podcast on that, and I got aliens coming out of my knee. So, hey, might as well throw that in with everything else that's going on. You know what they didn't tell us about? Oh. They didn't tell <laughs> us about that? the asteroid that flew by today. Oh, they. I, you know, I, did, I briefly read something about that because uh, I was on another appointment today. I was at the hospital. I saw that. Yep. Of course they wouldn't tell you. All they're worried about is Vladimir Putin and climate change. Asteroid? Eh, who cares? Eh, eh, just... <laughs> no biggie. Tidal wave coming your way, you know, yeah. no big deal. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so Eric's back. That's the good news, I guess. Uh, the, the even better news is that a month from now, I'll I'll be headed out myself for probably a month out, to two so. months. So it, it's... Uh, and and my surgery, I'm not even going to be able to talk. So that's, I know some of your some of you missile techs out there are rejoicing about that. I'm sure. But 
Well, so what are you going to do? All the podcasting you do, you're on WMB down in Melbourne. and I'm not, uh, I'm not totally sure. It really depends on how quickly I can recover. And having some, some major dental oral maxophilio surgery I'll, or whatever it is. But I'll cover your history spot for you every Tuesday down there in Melbourne for you. You're going to have to clear that with Bill. It's time to talk to Bill about it. Because <laughs> he's, uh, he's in charge of that. <laughs> anyway, so I'll be heading out uh, in the middle of March for that. And, uh, we'll, but we'll, uh, we'll still be around. I mean, still email us. You can still yeah, we'll do it. talk Wait, to it us. It seems like, you know, uh, the... One of the last podcasts we did where we did the on-watch routine, mm -hmm. it uh, seems like a lot of people really enjoyed that. So maybe we can, uh, I don't know, maybe we can do some more of that, come up with some version of it, and that way we can have guests come on, and, you know, and uh, just like they're walking into MCC. And or we could, go hang out. And, we could go hang out in the torpedo room or right. the mess hey, what, Well, we can't have any nukes, you know, because – you know, the only time you see those guys in a child, child, if it wasn't for them coming up to eat, you have better luck finding a Bigfoot than seeing a nuke walk around a boat. So really, just as <laughs> I never had that problem. So here's the here's the thing: I, I used to hang out in the engine room, specifically the PLO bay, because uh -huh. I there was a big valve back there, and you know it's been 40 years since I left the boat, so I don't really remember what it was, but right. it was a it was a valve. And it had really cold water in it, so I'm assuming it was the seawater valve. And I like to just go back there and sit on that valve. I'm very warm-blooded for huh. those of you that don't know. So I would go back there and just sit on that valve for 20, 30 minutes you at a time. Engineer I, on, come on, the Ohio, on the Ohio-class boats I wrote for uh, missile launches at No2, I, I never went back in engineering. I can't remember mm -hmm. if the... They just didn't want us back there, which might have been the case. You right. know, riders, there might be some kind of rule with that, but I just don't remember going back there and touring. I remember touring the rest of the boat, but not back aft, you know. I also noted that one of the few places they look for FTBs is in the engine room. They'll never find you. No. Where's Dave? <laughs> Where's Dave? Where you been? He's back on the valve. <laughs> He's reading a book on the valve. The engineer would come through. What are you doing, Bowman? He's trying to hatch Keeping another cool. one. <laughs> Keeping cool, sir. Keeping cool. Submariners are weird people, and we being submariners, we're weird people. So I went over to the uh, Keyport base today. They have the Naval Undersea Warfare Museum there, which if you've never had a chance to go, it is certainly worth the trip. I mean, I wouldn't come here just for that, but if you're here, you don't want to miss it. How's that? Or maybe yeah, you do want like to come a, here just for that. I don't know. Isn't it like a, a escape from New York and Seattle and stuff? Getting yeah, in there now? it's a good escape from Seattle. I mean, <laughs> escape from oh, Seattle. <laughs> so you come see the museum, and then you got to escape from Seattle on the way out, right? Don't even get me started on Seattle. <laughs> get, got to get Snake Plissken to help you out. <laughs> Seattle has become for, – for those of you that might have been stationed here when I was stationed here back in the 80s, and Seattle was – Seattle was fun. It was a place to go. It was cool. It was. It's not that anymore. It's it. It's a hellhole. I wouldn't. You you couldn't pay me money yeah. to go to Seattle anymore. That's why I don't go to Mariners games. I used to go to Mariners games all the time when I was here, but I don't go yeah. anymore. So. Well, I mean, even downtown Denver, the scene's just completely changed when you go down there. 
used to be just a lot of people down there, uh, all the different eateries and the, and clubbing and stuff. And it's just nobody's out anymore. It's I mean, just a few people, but not like it used to be. Right. Like you, you go could, down on Friday night, it was crazy town. You could say it was because of COVID, but it's not. It's just because it's become um, a miniature San Francisco in some ways. Anyway, I went to the museum yeah. today. Yeah, so how was that? They have a new exhibit that they've just launched pr- probably in the last few months. Uh, I have not been to the museum since 2019, pre-COVID. And the new exhibit, the old exhibit was the Thresher exhibit. So they had all the Thresher artifacts out there. And to be honest, it's it's a it's an interesting thing to go see, but I didn't like to go see it. Right. It just, it just that still bothers me uh, tremendously. Mm-hmm. Um, there's yeah, some reasons if you, why. You, if you've been at sea on a submarine, and then you, even just when you look at pictures like that, you're like, oh, yeah. You're like, you got to be kidding me. There's no way. <laughs> yeah, and it's you know the, the one thing about my time in the Navy is we always said, well, they never knew what hit them. They never felt it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but do you, but do you really know that? <laughs> no, you don't know that. And B. Believe me, for the 20, 30 minutes they were going down, they knew it was coming. Oh, so, yeah. So, you know, that's – anyway, they had that exhibit for a long oh, time. Why, why did you have to even bring that yeah. up? Oh, I, I don't I just know. thought about that. <laughs> but now they've replaced that with a new exhibit, which is about submariners in general and who we are, how we live, how we handle things. And it talks about everything from uh, when, you, when you get out of – it starts after sub-school. You report to your boat as a non-qual, and it covers how people qualify on the ship, and it qualifies, it covers how we eat and how we sleep and how we joke around with each other. Um, what are you doing in the rack, nub? <laughs> my, fa- my favorite was the other crew, because, you know, those of us that are boomer sailors, we understand this. There's three crews on a submarine, you understand that? The blue crew, the gold crew, and the other crew. And the other crew. Right. Yeah. And it's the other crew that always breaks everything. And they have a, right. they have a pretty big uh, diagram of that up there, which is pretty funny. It deals with <laughs> it deals with the family life, you know, how the families yeah. deal with some of the things. And, you know, it's kind of weird for me because when I was in, I was not married. I didn't have a family yeah. then. So I never it really saw that side of it. Out. Yeah. To talk about as soon as you soon as you left on your boat, your wives were out at the club at the listed club. That's showing you that that didn't come up particularly, no, because uh, I think they're trying to keep it, you know, clean. All the but, divorces, they didn't show none mm, of that. None of that. No, they talked a lot no. about the stresses. <laughs> um, they uh, they had some so pretty... they weren't talking about real submarine issues. Okay, yeah. anyways. <laughs> well, see, I was talking to the museum director, and she was saying that. The 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 exhibit has been generally well received, but it does have some controversy. And she says some of the some of the submariners, some of us, are complaining about some of the things that are in it because we don't we don't see it that way, or we didn't like it that way, or that wasn't what it was like on my boat, or whatever. Right. But you know you can't please everybody, so. Um, yeah, because you know you're right. Depending on like what what rate you were, or you know what kind of officer, what boat you're on. Right. I guess it would hit you. Like you, like that you you posted a photo today on post Facebook not too long ago with uh, showing you next to a fire control panel, mm-hmm. old MCC fire control panel. So I thought that was neat, but some fast attack guy be like, "What? Guy, see like three days. They don't right. know nothing about going to sea. 
<laughs> yeah, and it's got me pushing the reaching to push the tactical button, which it's that would be a problem weird. if you actually did that. It's uh, K car was on there like no, no. oh hell, just push just the push damn it. thing. <laughs> just push it. That's what Trop said. Just push it. Said I did. Nobody cared. <laughs> Um, <laughs> <Never cared. laughs> but they, they, you know, it's interesting to me because like I said, when I was in, I was single. So I never really got a view of the, the family side of things other than a few married friends or something like that. Uh, and, and usually I don't know about it on the grant or, you know, wherever we were, but married guys and oh, single got, guys didn't hang out a lot together. I got, no, they didn't. But I mean, it, there was drama though. That, so we had a cook. He was on the blue crew in the grant, and I think he had a death back home or something. So he got pulled out of rotation, and he ended up having to come on patrol with us. So he ended up just transferring to our crew. And then, uh, you know, you have the uh, when you, I don't know about it out there on you uh, Ohio guys, but you know, we always had a picnic after patrol. You know, everybody's come by, but so you see the wives and come by. Well, the cook brings his wife, and his wife was one of the notorious ones I was telling you about at the enlisted clubs and other clubs, <laughs> you know, and grot and rotten grotten. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, we're like, that's his wife. Oh, and then we're like, so somebody's got to tell him. <laughs> no. So was that kind of. No, we ended up having to tell him because we were like, I'm going to tell him. I'd say, well, you went out with her. That's why you're not going to tell him. It was just a big mess, you know. But, you why know, does that, anybody that, have to tell him? <laughs> I, you know, we, I, I didn't end up telling him, but I, it was agreed to that they did tell him. And, they, and of course, he ended up being getting divorced. Yeah. Well, you got to, sometimes, you, boy, he was a good guy for one thing. I think it was the main thing. I mean, it was just some guy you didn't really care for. Maybe you wouldn't tell him, but we did tell him. So he didn't go psychotic or nothing like that, but he I actually, after he worked through it, he was kind of thankful. He had a suspicion that was going on. Right. But the, I mean, that's what I would have said. He, he he's got to know. I mean, there's. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it happens. So I mean, like yeah. I had my drama with marriages on the boat. That's for sure. So. Well, I had drama with it, but none of them were my wives. <laughs> none of your wives. Good so lord. How many How many wives did you date, Dave? None. I, that's not what I meant by that. That's. Uh, it was no, but, <laughs> I know that, it, but, but it affects everything. Weird. I mean, you get, you know, you got a small division. We had seven guys in strategic fire control yeah. division. You got one guy that's going through stress like that. It yeah. affects everybody. It, it does. It yeah. does. Uh, anyway, what I was going to say is they had a, a really interesting display of how the, the families dealt with things and had some things with that. They have a really, it's a stuffed submarine. With a picture of the submariner in the in the porthole looking out at the kid, which I thought was pretty huh. cool. I'd never seen one of these, yeah. so this had to be something long after. Yeah. The big, um, I think the big controversy with the with the whole exhibit comes down to there's part of the exhibit deals with women on submarines, mm -hmm. and it actually talks about the fact that most of the sailors today are fine with it; they don't have a problem, and it's the Cold War submariners us that are split as to whether or not we think women should be on submarines or not. And there doesn't seem to be any, any changing of the opinion. You're either dead set against it or you're okay with it. Well, you're right. I knew it would integrate because other navies had already been doing that for a while. So 
it, it was definitely possible. Hmm. This is what happened, and I don't have a problem with it. But you know, but it was our time in the Navy, and and this is their time, and and good for them. I mean, sounds like there's a lot of women doing good things. Like we posted photos uh, before, where you know, the heck they where they had like a whole woman on watch right. thing and control one time. I think I posted, which I thought was interesting. So, I, yeah, I should be having a commanding officer or any day. Any, they have an any XO now. now there is an XO. I think, is it the Kentucky? Because I knew they were a pipeline. Right. I think it's the Kentucky, but I'm not, don't quote me on that, that has a female XO. And she she just reported. So this just happened uh, in recent days. But right. it was, um, I don't know, man. I remember, because I had been out of the Navy, I don't know, 10, 15 years when mm-hmm. that happened. I got out in 91, and that happened in the mid-2000s, as I recall, late 2000s. And I remember being somewhat concerned about it, and I remember my concern being validated by what happened uh, to the women on the Wyoming when that second class rigged up the camera to their showers. Oh, and yeah. I, and I, I, yeah. I, my position at the time was this was predictable, the Navy is as fault as this for anybody because they knew that this was going to happen. But yeah. I don't have a problem with the with the with the females on the submarine. I mean, they either, you're either qualified or you're not. And if you're qualified, then you've earned the right to be there. So yeah. I don't have a problem with that. Was but I thought it was interesting that they they went out of their way in the exhibit to talk about it. it's the Cold War submariners who seem to have the biggest split and problem with it. Right. It's like whatever. But the real the real controversial element. And I told her, I, I didn't even know this was an issue in the submarine fleet. I had no clue that, did you know that transgender is a thing on submarines? I was just getting ready to say that, Dave. I mean, you probably got pronouns, transgender. I mean, cause it's in society now. Right. So, you know, the only thing I worry about that, cause th- this is, uh, this gets in a whole different topic besides submarines about how they're trying to divide us on every line. But you get all those dividing lines, it becomes a real headache for the command, you know, for the for the like the COXO and the COB. And it's just so you're constantly dealing with all those problems. And and like like in the elementary schools here, the kids are allowed to change their pronouns like on a day to day structure now. And if you don't address them by the proper pronoun, you know, you get in trouble. So it's it's ridiculous. So if that gets out in the fleet, well, my feeling is is uh, we're going to start seeing submarines sink to the bottom. Well, apparently, it is in the fleet. I didn't know this, and apparently, it's on submarines. And I was I was slightly taken aback by that because I thought it would be the one place where you really wouldn't want to deal with that. You know, you'd want to make it clear you're male, you're female, right? And but. Apparently it's now a they thing, got, and now I, they got to yeah. they got to come out with a block six class submarine now that's three football fields long, so everybody can have their own compartment, you know, <laughs> or whatever. Right. Yeah. What What are you? I'm a cat. Well, yeah, we got the the cat lockers over there. What are you? Yeah. I'm I'm a I'm a pony. Okay, over here, over here. That's that's you. You guys are over there. <laughs> well, I can certainly see where that would be the controversial <laughs> element of the of the exhibit. You know, dealing with submariners because it, you know, in my line of work, of course, I deal with this whole transgender ideology virtually every day anyway. But I just never even crossed my mind about it being on a submarine. 
I'm not sure how I would have dealt with that. I, I think I would have been okay mm-hmm. with a female on a submarine. I, you know, again, I left the boat in 1987, but I think I would have been okay with it. But I don't know how I would deal I w- with. I would have been fine with it too. Yeah. It wouldn't have bothered I, me. I'm not sure how I would deal with with the transgender ideology on there. I, I don't. Yeah. I I can't sit here and say I'd be fine no, with it, it, or I wouldn't. No, it's too much. It's too much of a headache. I mean, because yeah. it breaks down the whole um, what, the whole structure of being in the military. You know, what, what do you call it? Rank and right. good disorder, or, or well, in this case, it'd be disorder instead of good order. <laughs> right. But the whole pronoun thing goes out the window because you call everybody with their last name anyway. Yeah. So. Unless they change it on the fly, you know. Right. So anyway, that's probably the most controversial part of the exhibit. But (laughs) overall, I'd rank the exhibit as as really good, A+. And they obviously put a lot into it, a lot of thought into it, and a lot of of gathering of artifacts and people's – they've got qual cards from the 1940s and 30s and just – Really cool stuff. So it's it's definitely oh, worth forgot, seeing. I forgot to tell you, Dave. I ran into a guy that was on a commissioning crew for the John Marshall today at the hospital. Really cool. So he was down there in sixty. He joined in the fifties. He said he was an engine man on the smoke boats, and you hmm. know because the nuke boats were getting right. built left and right, they started converting them and sending them to like a mini nuke school and i i asked him if he met rick over and he said several times hmm. i said what was he like he says rick over was rick over <laughs> he is the rick over I said, he said was that bad huh he goes he was that bad he 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 didn't have a problem telling you what time it was <laughs> is it weird that they're naming a new boat after him they bring in bring in rick over now to straighten out this whole uh transgender stuff i'm sure he would love it <laughs> Uh, pretty, uh, pretty odd. Well, maybe I, Rick Over's probably going to be like the, uh, you know, the whole enterprise, you know, there's all, you know, enterprise going from carriers all the way to Star Trek. Can make, mm-hmm. Rick Over, well, if there's submarines, there'll always be a Rick Over, I feel. One deep yeah. commissions, I think there'll be another one. I guess. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I, I'm not big on naming submarines after people to begin with, except yeah. for ballistic missile submarines. That's fine. You know, noted notable Americans, but what about John Warner? I mean, I know uh, he was a big, big guy for uh, you know, was he for the Defense Department, Secretary? Yeah, defense, he was Secretary or? of Defense at one point, but yeah, a, mostly yeah, a senator from Virginia. Yeah, it just kind of surprised me, and I had I had to research that to figure out why that you know why why does he get to have a boat named after him? But politics, man. Same reason Stennis yeah. got one named after him, yeah. and boy, are yeah. they regretting that now. Cause we should, we should, they should name my boat boats after me and you, Dave. Maybe we could start a petition. The SS Bowman. <laughs> you want a smoke boat? <laughs> kind of. Smoke what kind of boat do you want? Do you want a boomer or a fast boat? Oh, I don't. Man, it'd have to be a jacked up boat if it was mine. Plenty of transgender stuff going on. I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. I, I, I go for one of those new Columbia classes and they're never going to get built because district of Columbia said, class. Yeah. A district of Columbia. Cause they, they said that the, they missed, they missed steps on their uh, initial papers to say, this is how we're going to build it. And this right. is the time it's going to build it, the material is going to build it. And it turns out there's nobody to work or do the jobs. They even build it. 
can't even find anybody to train to build the dang thing. So, well, what do you what do? You do? <laughs> you know, I went to school for welding. Maybe I could uh, move to New London and build submarines. That's what I was thinking, man. All, all those old guys, we still know how to work, man. I, I, I even did the shocks in my cars last week. Well, my son pretty much did them, but I was in there tooling, you know? Yeah. So if you turn a wrench, man, probably make 100 bucks an hour. Yeah, my knees don't yeah. bend, so it'd be hard to get into those <laughs> tanks and stuff. Hey, did you me. ever get down on your knee with the with the uh, the the uh, replacement knee? You know, that's kind of weird because, you know, the I nerves have. are gone and yeah. you put it on. It, it just don't feel right, you know. I can get down yeah. to the floor on my knees. I cannot uh, get up. I have to have yeah. help getting up. And that's that's that, just with one knee replaced and the other knee pretty well shredded, so. Well, that oh, you need the other one. That's why I was telling you with the atrophy and both being gone, it's it's really difficult getting getting up. Even getting out of the car. I got to pull myself out of the car. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I had it's getting to ch- better. I had to change parking spaces today. Because when I pulled in at the dental clinic, there was a car that was parked, and I thought I had room, but when I opened the door, I'm like, there's no way I can get out of this. My knee doesn't bend like that. So I had to I had to move parking spaces, but yeah. So my other knee is pretty well shredded. And the knee I had replaced in 2016, I went through seven knee surgeries before they finally replaced it. I went, yeah. in, I went in with this one a year ago in December to say, you know, we probably need to scope this one. And he literally said to me, we don't do that anymore. It's not worth the risk. So we just wait until it's completely gone and then we replace it. Then you're like me, you wait too long and it's bone on bone and you have to get a blood transfusion. Uh, yeah, I was, mine was bone great. on bone. And <laughs> I have a picture of me that was taken about a month before my surgery. And my, I had come up here for my uncle's funeral. We were staying with my brother-in-law. And he took a picture of me out at uh, one of the one of the museums at McCord, and just seeing the way I'm standing because my I know my knee is hurting so badly at that point with that bone on bone, and you can see it in my face, and it's like, uh, wow, yeah, I need. I wonder how many uh, missile techs have bad knees, you know? Because you know, playing around with those rockets, the radiation you get, you know, they lie to you about those TLDs, so. Yeah, maybe that's why. What do you mean they lie to you about TLDs? That's right. Uh, They don't check those things. They're like, oh, yeah, you got a little bit of radio. Woo, better not tell them. 63 millirem lifetime lifetime exposure. Safe. Safe. (laughs) Go back on the next patrol and shut up. (laughs) Back then, I wouldn't have minded. Back then, I, you know, back then my knee was trashed anyway, but I kept going out because. We, back then we didn't we didn't complain about things like that. We said, get- I I am laying about that because uh, I uh, I exceed. I mean it was still in a safe zone, but I exceeded to where they go like because I I love doing the tube diving all the time. Hmm. I volunteer to be inside a rocket all the time. So eventually get too much radiation, and so the next patrol I wasn't allowed to play with rockets at patrol. <laughs> Out of the tube. Stand watch, nuclear weapon security guard. What I what I really remember was my knees were really bad at one point, and the doc, Doc Moon, put me on some sort of painkiller. I don't remember what it was. It started with an I, and it worked so good, so good, that I went I went to work. I did all the things. 
and I kept playing basketball and football and softball for the for the boat and everything else and tore them up even worse. But but I didn't care because it didn't hurt. <laughs> and then when he stopped Whatever giving me that, it was like, him. wait a minute, this sucks. Well, I'm not putting you on the binnacle list for that. So, so it's like Doc ba- Brown as in Back to the Future, Doc Brown? No, Doc guy? Moon. Doc Moon. No, <laughs> Doc Moon. <laughs> it was... Uh, yeah, it was... so did you see the pictures on the drive that was out just a week, like a week ago of the the Russian submarine and missiles showing the reactor? No, I must have missed that. Is that yeah, on the page? That, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, if you if you just do uh, Google submarine and go through the news, yeah, it's on the drive. It was like a week ago or something. Hmm. They're showing off. They're showing pictures of the reactor, and I'm like, well, what are they trying to prove here? You know, what's the dealio with them? Hmm. Well, you know, they got they they tend to brag about a lot of things because they, I mean, what what are we supposed to say? Well, we don't. The Americans don't have a reactor because they're not willing to show that the reactor can't pull, can't pull the pants down and show the reactor there it is rare look inside a <laughs> nuclear reactor inside a russian ballistic missile submarine looks just like the movies man oh told you yeah wow that's kind of uh you see two see two dudes standing on top of it you see the guys like pants leg i'm like it's awful close to that reactor <laughs> nothing <see>. on <laughs> what class of submarine is that I think it is said it was a, one of their missile submarines. Yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely a missile submarine. It's a Borei class, so it is brand new, I guess. Interesting. I'll have to read that. I, I had completely missed that. I, I don't know. Weird. Yeah, anyway, was, the exhibit is fantastic. If you're in the Keyboard area, make sure you go to the museum. They're closed on Tuesdays, but they're open uh, Wednesday through Sunday, I think, or Monday. They might be closed on Monday, but I know they're closed on Tuesday, uh, which is why I didn't go yesterday. But um, it's definitely worth the but trip. Check and the, make check sure you out. check the weather before you go there, because there might be mushroom clouds out in the back. Yeah. Now, so. Well, you're you know you're five miles away from Bangor, so you should be okay. I haven't had a chance to listen to your podcast yet, but you know when it gets ninety seconds to midnight on on the atomic clock. I mean, before it was minutes, like five or ten. What did it start out? Ten minutes or something like that. I think it started it out at eleven out? back in the. In, I know it went to 11 in 1991. Back it backed from like five or six minutes to midnight back to 11 but in that, 91. Well, well, the point being that was scary. I mean, it was 10 minutes to minute. Oh my gosh, we're all gonna die. And now we're 90 seconds. No, see, here's the problem with this bulletin <laughs> for atomic scientists. And I'm not trying to be mean or rude or anything here, but they have a 75 year record of being completely wrong on everything. They've never gotten anything right. So, and, and they left out the asteroid. They have all these reasons why we're 90 seconds from midnight, but they don't have the asteroid, which is the one thing that actually could have done it. Right. But they but just left that out. scientists, they're not astrophysicists. They're phys- <laughs> well, physicists, physicists. they're not politicians either, but they got Vladimir Putin on that list. <laughs> anyway, good it point. was a good point. <laughs> it was quite the thing, so. That was, uh, that's where that, USS Chicago is now here for her decommissioning. Currently the oldest boat in the, in the fleet, which means she has the cribbage board. Yeah. I always, I always hate that when yeah. they bring these things in for retirement. That's one of the first flight LA classes with the Fairwater. Yep. Uh, did they have some of the Fairwater planes with the VLS? I don't think so. I think when they went VLS, uh, with the right. Tomahawk. 
USS Chicago figures prominently in um, Clancy's book, Red Storm Rising. So she's the USS Dallas of that book. But anyway, the uh, she's here now to be decommissioned. And I, I hate to do it, but every now and then I drive over to Port Orchard directly across from the from the naval shipyard where the where the all the submarines are there for recycling and i just i just sit there because i I tell you some days it's hard man it's it's like my entire navy is gone just about Uh, every ship that was in the navy when i was there is just about gone all the frigates all the all the spruce, if we don't blow ourselves up, maybe we'll, we'll be building starships out there or something. No, that's right. They build them in Iowa, according to the movie. I forgot <laughs> about that. That's where James Kirk is from. <laughs> they keep building more. That's right. <laughs> so anyway, we are back. We will uh, we'll hopefully be getting together more often. I know we. I know uh, Eric wants to do another one of the uh, Saturday night watches and that kind of stuff. So if you, if you're in, if you're all interested in being a guest on the sub vet, drop me an email, dolphin, Dave at slipperyfish.com or Eric at the sub Eric at the sub And if you want to be a part of that on watch, we'll put, I'll, I'll put a link on the YouTube. Maybe uh, Dave can too, but we'll put a link to the last one. Uh, a lot of people like that on watch uh, video that we did. So maybe, you know, when we do that, it would be really cool if we can get as many. Heck, if we had like five people, five guests, it'd be cool because, you know, you can walk in and we can just try to make it as much like the boat was as possible. And then I think it'd be a really good time. Get a lot of different views on things and talk about all the crazy stuff when a bunch of off-watch submariners had nothing to do and they weren't in Iraq and just going shooting uh, shooting a breeze right? without the other, other name anyway. <laughs> Can do the yeah, Ginger and Marianne argument, but now you got to update that to Velma and Daphne. That's yeah. Well, then that gets back to the, what we were talking about earlier too. Right? It's just a big mess. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine what they're talking about now? You know, you know they're making fun of it, especially oh the cop walks in and the cop was I don't want to hear anything talking about transgender, <laughs> and it's a female cop on top of that. <laughs> right. And then she goes and <laughs> tells. It. Then she goes to the goat locker and tells, and tells, uh, tells transgender jokes. That's right. Because that's real. That's reality. And then the I one transgender chief oh. will turn him in and go, "See, they're picking on me." And, oh my god. Yeah, the cop was picking on me. Can't even. <laughs> Remember when the only thing we really had to worry about was the one Bible thumper you had that was against the pornography. Didn't want the porn. Oh yeah. Shot. Remember when that was the big that problem guy. and. Like, oh well. We got oh, it was that. well. Yeah, that's that goes down to yeah. We got that Mormon uh, captain. I think he ended up decom the. He was the decom CO because my CO got relieved for nefarious reasons. <laughs> but yeah, he uh, he was the Mormon captain, and he went he went he went and cleared out. Uh, uh, what would you call it? the P mags, the smut mags that have been there since the commissioning of the grant? Right. I mean, stuff these these things probably be worth a. Uh, you know, a few grand for a copy of those. They're worth more than that just for the historical value. And I noticed they didn't cover any <laughs> of that right. in this in this exhibit. None of that came into play. They, so. like, yeah. It's hey Dave, it smells like gaming still. <laughs> yeah. I'll get it done. Anyway, good if you times. wanna uh, good times. If you wanna join us, we'd love to have you and talk with you as well. Except for the one guy and you know who you are. 
Hey, Dave, it smells like something else up in this corner. Anyway, anyways, yeah, this is Eric at And I'm Dolph. Join Dave us next time. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, go to our Facebook page. It's Facebook slash group slash the subvet. You can hit, hit, hit us up on Twitter slash the subvet. And Dave has a bunch of other awesome podcasters. So be sure to drop by the Dave Bowman show and check out some of his other stuff he does. He's got a lot of cool stuff on there to check out. That's for sure. So uh, I guess that'll be it. You ready? I think so. We haven't done this since November. So the okay. oh, what is that? Okay, Don't make roll. a hand motion and then I'm doing a drum roll. Oh, can you hear that? No. The all right, ready? One, two, three. The, the sub. Yeah, we still need help. Anyway, <laughs> all right, everybody, have a good week. Stay safe out there. Dodge those mushroom clouds if you see them.